Microphone test, one, two, three, one, two, three. Dude. 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 A little delay there. What was going on? I don't know, man. It's um, just the weirdness. You know, uh, the, maybe it's the, 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 the recording setting that I'm recording in. I just sent you a photo. It, for those that can't see, I am recording in a children's room. Which, to be fair... We do act like children every now and then, so you we know, sure do, Jake. Not, not that off base. It's it's not that off brand, I guess. No, no, no. My, I'm I'm sitting. So I'm sitting in a, in in an airport in a in a children's play area, which is bizarre because I've just tried to find the quietest place possible to, you know, using the powers of modern technology to record this little show, um, with the beautiful. The picturesque mountains of of Cairns staring at me from a distance. And naturally, you figure... Your attention, uh, please. Your attention, please. A building alarm has sounded and we are investigating the cause. It wasn't me, I swear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. And I I love the fact (laughs) that you've chosen to pick a children's area to record a show where we are known for swearing our asses off. Fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. So uh, anyway. The, the madness. The madness. The madness. What, what, are you, what are you doing, dude? The madness. Or should we say the radness? <laughs> the, 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 the mad radness. The mad radness. I'm not even um, going to attempt to rhyme because I just suck don't. at it. Don't, 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 don't. We'll, we'll just, we'll quit while we're in. <laughs> um, all is well, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, time out. Good. 
recovered, good, yeah, feeling good, yeah, feeling rad, yeah. Nice. Yeah, all good. Um, yeah, just getting ready to get back to the grind, dude, and um, get back to doing what we love, you know, which is making rad things like this. So, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, man. So, um, yeah, pumped, um, excited, and um, yeah, yeah. What, what about you? Keeping busy? I've been um, <clears throat> um, currently uh, I've been remodeling my living room. Mm. Cause I'm starting to do a um, monthly or possibly twice monthly movie screening night for the polyamory community. Um, nice. Where it's just you know basically it's just the, the the whole crux of it is like you know just get a group of friends and people we don't know together and hang yep. out and watch a movie and you know All right. just extend some friendships like right. you know meet some new people stuff like that. So. Let's, yeah, let's, let's do a little dive into this because you've said you've said the magic word, and you've hinted to me a few times about hey, let's. There's a few people asking about this, so let's let's explore this for a brief moment. The poly polyamoric community. Oh, I thought I thought you wanted to explore my living room. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah, yeah, but I, I know your living room's rad, but um. <laughs> You, you know, should for, see it now, man. I've got lights and everything. I can just imagine. It, it looks cool. It looks cool. My, my lighting design is on point. Well, man, the photo I sent you of this children's room, I think you might get some design tips and inspiration from it as well, man. So you never know. Well, there's enough toys hanging around my community. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. So it's, it's weird. Like I've had people on Instagram like who obviously listen to the show. Yeah. And, who and hello obviously... to all those rad people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lo- love you guys who've obviously like heard me talking about like having multiple partners and stuff like yeah. that before. Yeah. And they're like, you know, oh, yeah, you guys should do something on like Jesse's other show or something like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I've already invaded two of his podcasts. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm like Wolverine in the 90s, man. I'm just doing fucking guest appearances <laughs> everywhere. It's like, everywhere. There's, there's 30 comics coming out this month and Wolverine's guest starring in 29 mm, of them. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so um, for for those who don't know, and this is a, a weird topic to be discussing on our Saturday morning Look, cartoon type just, show, but just give us the the PG short rated version. So the the, the yeah. PG version is I'm polyamorous, which means that I date more than one person at mm-hmm. a time. Um, mm-hmm. And the whole crux of it, it's not like polygamy. I'm not a Mormon. I don't have multiple sister wives. Right. So, like, the whole crux of it is that you, if if you're poly, uh, which mm-hmm. is the abbreviated version, you date multiple people and yep. everyone knows about each other. And it's not just about getting laid or whatever. It's about, sure. like, you know, um, you know, you, and you date enjoying other people. the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, so. you, you enjoy other people's company. You can yeah. fall in love with multiple people at a time. You know, the best analogy for it that people use all the time is, um, you know, having children or pets or something like that. Yeah. You don't love one kid more than the other. Gotcha. And it's basically extending that sort of philosophy to romantic relationships. Um, so, yeah. Um, and it's, it's, there's a lot of misconception around it. A lot of people do think it's just about, yeah. you know, basically like ethical cheating, which it's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's really kind of good because it's, it's basically, look, I mean, for me, it's like one of those things where it's like, look, I don't want to put the expectation on one person to fulfill all of my needs. So it's like, mm. 
one of my partners isn't a big fan of comic book movies. Um, cool. You know, and it's it, it's not that not that they don't like them. It's just that they're just not a big fan of them. But yeah. I have other partners who love them, like you know, who will That's go awesome. and. So it's like rather than dragging someone to go and see, you know, the Batman or something like that when they're really not into it and they're just suffering through it, I can go and watch the Batman with someone who's really into it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's super cool, man. So, yeah, it's it's basically that's just the crux of it. And, like, you know, we could do a deeper show on something at some oh, point if anyone's yeah, really sure. interested yeah, yeah, about, sure, like, the, the, the ups and downs of the whole thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, at the moment, I'm currently seeing, um, for anyone that's wondering, I'm currently dating three people mm-hmm. and have this weird kind of sort of thing with the fourth that I'm working on. And that's a really long story and probably not something to get into on a podcast. But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just in hey, case they hey, listen, look. they just I just don't want to be like, you know. Yeah, no, no, it's cool. <laughs> Cool, and man. Look, completely fucked it up by mentioning them to the entire world. Um, but no, good one, like, Jake. Yeah, yeah, good one. It's like I haven't fucked up that relationship enough, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So it's kind of cool. Um, like I said, there's a lot of misconception around it. There's a lot sure. of people who think it's just about you know this or or that or something else. But generally, it's kind of a really cool community. Um, yeah, you know, cool. you do get some dickheads in there every now and then um like every community does yeah man like seriously um but yeah it's you know pretty it's a pretty cool supportive environment and Mm -hmm. i mean you know it's really there's some weird points like if you go through a breakup and um you know you're you're going through a breakup and then someone's trying to um sorry it wasn't me i swear to god I want the lady to apologize for interrupting me. How dare she? I know, right? <laughs> Rude. She must no, be a Morrissey like, fan. Like, like yeah, so as I, as I was saying, it's like there's, there's some weird moments in it, man. Like when, when you're going through like a really bad breakup or a tough mm-hmm. breakup, but you're really happy with other people that you're dating and they're being really supportive, it's crazy weird to go through. Like I've I've only been through that a couple of times and it's really bizarre. But it's basically, man, the whole the whole thing is based around, like, communication and honesty and, you know, like... Just respecting you, and understanding each other's Yeah, needs. man, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people sort of go, oh, but don't you get jealous? And it's like, you know, there is a segment of the poly community that's all like, oh, we don't do jealousy. It's like, no, 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 bullshit. Jealousy is a very human emotion. Yeah, And it everyone feels it. It's mm. just how you deal with it. Like, you kind of got to process it and deal with it in a healthy way yeah you know communicate with your other partners like you know hey i'm kind of feeling this at the moment uh just so you know like you know maybe you could like support me or spend a bit of time with me or something or just you know give me something to reassure me like that sort of thing yeah um so yeah it's 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 a it's a life choice and it's something that you feel comfortable with and and people should respect it Yeah, yeah it's it's weird i don't i I think for some people it's a life choice and for some people it's just kind of who they are. Yeah. Um, gotcha. And I think for me, it's definitely part of who I am. Cause it's not something that I think I could ever not do. Um, just cause I, I like, you know, it's, I, I like having the, um, <clears throat> oh, freedom's probably not the right word, but, I like having people in my life where it's like, I don't have to 
force them to endure things that they aren't interested in. It's like, you know, that, that cliched kind of, you know, stereotypical married couple you see on TV mm, where it's yep. like, he wants to go and watch the monster truck rally and she's got to suffer through it. Or she wants to watch sex in the city and he's got to suffer through it. And, <laughs> oh my God. Isn't my wife awful yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Oh my God. My husband's such a bore. He wants to mm-hmm. watch monster trucks. Yeah. I, I don't have to kind of ever deal with that sort of thing, which is really cool and fun and refreshing. Um, Cause I've been in relationships like that when I was like younger and stuff like that, where it's just like, you know, you, your girlfriend's dragging you to go see like Elizabeth the movie and you're just sitting there thinking, oh my God, can I run out and have a cigarette now, please? Yeah, like, this sure. is terrible. And, you know, you're like, oh, I really want to watch Desperado. It's like, oh, I don't like that movie. I don't like, I don't want to go see Nine Inch Nails live. It's like, <laughs> nah, why am I with you? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, that's that's the that's the uh, the the seven minute version of nah, uh, man. of that for for anyone that's been asking about it on Instagram. You know what? Like, yeah, yeah. that's freaking so. awesome, dude. Like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm so glad that you you were able to share a bit of insight into it because I mean, yeah, like you say, you can do a deep dive into it, and you know, perhaps one day in the near future, yeah, we'll we'll explore it a bit more. If, you know, if if people want to, you know, want to hear about it, but yeah, uh, I mean. It, yeah, it's like anything, like anything we do in life. Uh, life is about choices and, you know, as long as at the end of the day, as long as that person's happy, that's yeah, really well, that's all that matters. It's, it's, for me, it's, it's all about like, look, everyone's happy. Everyone knows about everyone. Yeah. Every, you know, I, I have partners that have become really good friends. Um, and it's not like we don't all date each other. It's not like, you know, my girlfriends are dating each other and we all have like, you know, giant, you know, we reenact Caligula's Rome together or any crap like that. Like, everyone's sort of separate like everyone's welcome to you know be friends or date each other or whatever or you know not it's like nothing's for everyone as as long as everyone's honest happy and no one's getting hurt or lied to it's all good Mm -hmm. yeah that's good man that's really good um yeah man good on you man and you know kudos to anyone out there you know that that is just you know, whatever, whatever you're into in life, as long as you're happy and comfortable with yourself and respect those around you and their life choices, then, you know, we, we can live harmoniously. Unless you're a Morrissey fan. Unless you are a Morrissey fan and that is a different kettle of fish altogether. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a bridge too far. That's like... You're, it really look, is, man. You're unnatural. People question my lifestyle. You guys listen to Morrissey, okay? Like... Yeah. Just, I know. Wrong, 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 it's wrong, kind of, wrong. It, it, it's kind of like my my post curry turd this morning. It's it was just like, dude, you know, it just really just reached into the recesses of my bowels and just pushed its way out like a like a chest burster, and oh, I yes. felt like my stomach is about to explode. And I realized maybe it's a Morrissey concert just <laughs> bursting at the seams. It's like, like it's, that. It's, is is this post curry, you know, is this post curry bowel movements or is this Morrissey's new single being born? I think so. I think it was. I really do. And I looked at it and I, I could have sworn there was a hairstyle reminiscent of a Morrissey fan or Morrissey himself. And I, I kind of looked at it for a moment. I thought, nah, I pushed the button and it was the greatest yeah. feeling. It really was. And it just flushed beautifully, majestically. Well, there Should, you go, man. If it was yeah. a Morrissey anything, it would have been like at least three flushes to get rid of it. Like, at least, it was. It was. It's one of those things that can't be killed by conventional methods. Identified and no further action is required. We thank you for your patience and apologize for any inconvenience. And uh, the world can... Look, 
man, everyone can breathe a sigh of relief. The, the source of the alarm has been investigated and found. We are good. And she apologised, which I like. She liked. did. That's 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 How nice. Cool is that? That's that's some good customer service. You're forgiven. Yay, PA lady. Yay. <laughs> so, uh, dude, yeah, man. Um, hey, listen, I I went into a random um op shop of sorts bookstore like relic um retro relic store i I fucking love those places dude they are the best if you if anyone listening finds one of these places on the highway i don't care how much of a hurry you're in whatever stop and pull over and investigate because it's honestly such a such a euphoric experience going in there it's like time traveling but fucking yeah it's awesome man just listening to cool jazz and uh just investigating but jake i found a wall of comic books nice and it was bliss um her prices were a little steep um so she was a bit of a seasoned pro of sorts yeah but you'll be happy to know i picked up uh, issue eight of toxic avenger oh rad yeah, dude. I picked up a random issue of Starman as well as um, Supreme. Oh, cool. <laughs> so I got got me a couple of goodies, but uh, I was really happy about Toxic Avenger, the comic. I was just like, ah. Oh. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's way cool. Hey, you know what I read? Yo, go for it. I read Moon Knight, Black, White and Blood, number one. Oh, do spill the beans. Oh, dude, it's really good. Yeah? Like it's... better than the regular Moon Knight? Um, hard to say that it's not what I was expecting. Like the first story in it is kind of, um, sort of a futuristic sci-fi one, which is, which was cool, but it sort of wasn't what I was expecting. Um, but it's, it's really nice to see people going nuts with the character. Um, you know, pun completely intended, but, uh, there's a really great, uh, team up with Spidey in there. That's really, really fun. And there's a the, the last story in there is really cool because I'm reading it and I'm just going, this is weird and doesn't really seem to track. And about halfway through it, it clicked with me that the entire story is told in reverse. Yeah, right. Which was really cool. So you got to the end, you're like, ah, okay, I get it now. So it's it's really good, man. I I think it's going to be a, a cracker of a series. It's it's um. It's just kind of cool to see people going really, you know, off the wall and taking, mm-hmm. you know, some chances with the character and stuff like that. I do still love the regular series. Like, I think the regular series is just fucking the bomb. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really good, man. Um, I'm like I'm loving where the story's going. Um, you know, it's it's yeah, it's interesting. I love, I love. We talked about it on a previous episode. I love the right hand, uh, Moon Knight. Yeah, um, he's pretty cool. I like that. Um, I'm loving the Zodiac um, based character as well. Yeah. He's cool. So yeah, I mean, it's a great series, great run. Um, yeah, a lot to be excited about in it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really cool. And I also am reading uh, Shadow War at the moment, which is the big Ooh. Batman Deathstroke crossover, which has been really cool and not what I expected. Um, yeah. I just kind of was thinking, like going into it, I was like, 
oh, you know, Deathstroke's rad, you know, Batman's rad. This will just probably be another, you know, fight team up thing, ninjas, assassins, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. The really, really groovy thing about it is the whole thing kicks off with Deathstroke being framed for assassinating Rachel Ghoul. Oh, damn. It's like the first issue kicks off and it's like, you know, there's this whole big setup with with Rachel Ghoul and Talia and the League of Shadows and all that sort of stuff. And Raish has basically turned a corner and is dying and refuses to use the Lazarus pits anymore because he thinks they're making him crazy. Oh, and he wants wow. to like share all this technology and shit that he's learned over like thousands of years with the world and improve it. He goes to turn himself in at the Hague, like the world court, and gets his fucking brains blown out by Deathstroke. Oh, and you just go, wow. You're just like, Whoa, I did not see that coming at all. Um, and like, it's not Deathstroke, it's an imposter. We're not sure who, but um, yeah. So basically, Talia just goes nuclear on Deathstroke and like sends like every assassin in the world after him. <clears throat> Batman's trying to solve the whole thing and like, you know, sort of fight off Talia and like bring Deathstroke to justice and everything. Like, Damien's gone AWOL and wants to kill Deathstroke because he, like, murdered his granddad and all this sort of... It's really good, man. Like, it's shaping up to be a really cool little crossover. Oh, sick, man. That's really cool. Yeah, there's, there's a few gems coming through. Like, I mean, the DC versus Vampire series is is doing, going along nicely. Yeah, man, it's a cracker, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, the, the Dark Knights of Steel series. Um, I, yeah, digging that. Yeah, I was hesitant at first, but fuck me, it's a good read, man. It's a mm. good read. Um, yeah, there's a few good ones. I read the uh, Captain America issue zero that I told you about pre-Sentinel yeah. Liberty and stuff. Great. I mean, there's some good stuff coming through right now. It's, you know, good time to be a comic fan. Yeah, um, it really is. And also, uh, you know, at time of this recording, um, well, by now, by this episode, we'll have seen the first teaser of the Black Adam movie, yeah. the first trailer, as well as a teaser for Rob Zombie's The Monsters. Which I am so hanging for. Like, so I, hanging I am, for. I am so, so hanging for that because I, 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 I adore The Monsters. Like, big Monsters fan here. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I just think he's the perfect guy to do it. Um, yeah. And yeah, by the time we get to Freaky, I hopefully will have read the first trade for Nice House on the Lake which I've been really wanting to dive into. Oh, wow. That sounds cool, man. Um, I have no idea what it's... I, I have a vague idea of what it's about, but yeah. I've just been seeing so many good reviews for it. I just went, screw it, buying it blind. And I also got the uh, Epic Collection uh, for Ghost Rider through the other day, which is like all the old classic 70s oh, Ghost Rider. I think it's like the first... 11 issues plus mm-hmm. like the marvel spotlight stuff that he showed up in yep 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 so yeah hang hang in to dive into both of those mm. yeah um yeah there's there's so much cool shit coming through that that i'm excited to read and um it was funny um oh, dude just looking at the back of um you know, I know this is it's we're bordering on Freaky Friday talking, but who cares? Um, <laughs> on the back of the Toxic Avenger comic, there's an ad for uh, I think it's Super Nintendo's Warlock, the movie adaptation video oh, game. Oh, cool! I remember uh, that. Yep, yep. I remember when so that came out. Bad. I never played it, but yeah, yeah. It was so. 
It was so weird to be seeing those ads back in the day because I was like, wow, they made a game of Warlock? Like, I thought I was the only person in the world who even knew about this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's it's so crazy, man. Um, And, yes, rest assured, there is a Warlock Freaky Friday episode coming up that we can, oh, yeah, that we yeah. can promise you all. Yeah, time, which, <laughs> yeah. which gives me a perfect excuse to re-watch Warlock 1 and 2 and, you know, nap while I watch War- Warlock 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. But, um, yeah, actually, speaking of um, uh, relics and so- of the sort, I finally watched Robert De Niro's Taxi Driver the other day. You serious? You never watched Taxi Driver before? Never watched oh, it, dude. Seriously? If I'd known that, I would have like, I don't know, like come to your house with my Blu-ray and some rope and tied you to a chair man. and like lectured you for an hour on how great it is. Man, it is. Yeah, I like. We, we could probably do a rad episode on it. It was that to me. I was blown away by it. Oh. But, but I'm pumped about what we're going to talk about now. But yeah, man, yeah, yeah. But no, um, I mean, uh, before before we go on to like another absolutely awesome '70s movie, like I just I love Taxi Driver. I think it is an absolute masterpiece of cinema. Like, yeah, I, it, yeah, it's just that movie is so fucking good. Yeah, I know, right? It's it's just got I don't know, just got so much depth to it, and um, yeah, I won't go too deep into it. But man, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we some incredible <laughs> performances. Yeah, 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 yeah. and um, yeah, um, it's just yeah, it's go. If you haven't seen it, just watch it. Period. Yeah, it it really is like I mean, your your reaction right now is pretty much like was my reaction the first time I saw Taxi Driver, probably about twenty five or so years ago. Like, I was just like, oh my god, like. It, it, it is, it, it's a movie that's so good it almost renders you speechless for a while and mm. it's just it's also a movie that I find as I've gotten older like and every time I rewatch it I just get more and more and more out of it yeah um, and yeah just um, yeah if you have not seen Taxi Driver go watch it like don't be one of these douchebags whose movie history only goes back as far as like The Matrix or Independence Day Go back to the seventies and yeah, just watch Taxi Driver, please. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent, dude. Yeah. Um. The 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 what uh, what music was I going to mention? I'm gonna I'm gonna give a um bit of a shout out to a new band that I tapped into the other day. Um. There's a band called uh, from the states, a real young bunch of guys from LA called Class Action. I think they're called. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, they're on the radar right now just because they've done a duet with um, Vince Neil from Motley Crue. Oh, cool. Yeah, and the song, you've got to give it a couple of listens to really wrap your head around it because uh, the verses, are, you know, as a, as a singer-songwriter, I'm just a bit, whoa, okay, this is a bit of bit to wrap my head around, but it, it works. And Vince Neil, dude, um, I don't know how much production they do on this, but he sounds fucking electric on this track. It's oh really? Um, yeah, it's it's really cool. But I, I investigated the band a little bit, checked out some live footage. You know, they're still playing the club circuit, but they're just about to um, open up for Def Leppard, Motley Crue. You know, the big stadium tour that's oh, kicking. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So they're getting the opening slot, which is you know for a bunch of guys that are probably yeah average age nineteen. This is fucking like yeah, mind that's, blowing. Yeah, man, that's fucking. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing or a shit. bad thing. Yeah, but uh, 
yeah, what a what a life experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. It's um, yeah. So I was pleasantly surprised. The vocalist is friggin' awesome. He's got a great voice. The band sounds tight. It, yeah, they they definitely got a lot of potential, man. So, um, yeah, that that's my little music uh, music nod for this week. What about you? Uh oh. We'll go to a commercial break. I think. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's go to a commercial break because Jake's disappeared. commercial break because some uh, scammer decided to try and ring my phone like i thought and, i thought it was a it was a morrissey turd coming through no 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 so amusingly uh before music which i really want to talk about a song mm. that i listened to this week which was fucking great um mm. yeah so amusingly like i had this scammer call me the other day and i usually never answer him but i was just like laying like i, I just i'd finished work i was like half asleep so i answered the phone and they're like Oh, we, we want to talk to you about a problem with your Telstra account. Oh. And I just couldn't help it. I was like, really? My Telstra account? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow, my Telstra account. Is there something wrong with it? They're like, yes, sir. There's something, you know, we need to talk to you about payment issues with your Telstra account. And I'm like, cool. Is that the Telstra account that I don't actually have? Yeah, and right. They just, they just hung up. And I'm just like, oh, come on. <laughs> we're, just, we're just starting to have fun. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, oh, just best shopping, man. But uh, music wise, um, uh, I am really digging. Uh, Dream on Dreamer have just released their final song ever, which is kind of tragic because they're breaking up. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, Hurricane, I think it was last week they dropped it, um, or it might have been early this week, I'm not sure. But yeah, dude, absolute banger of a track. And I, the, the the tragic thing is, I've really only gotten into that band in the last six months because um, mm. someone I was seeing put me onto them, like Lulu put me onto them, and I just adore that band so much. Like the first track she played for me was uh, "Kid Don't Lose Your Heart," and I was just like, "Holy shit! How have I not like heard of these guys before?" And like, yeah, just massively into them ever since. And um, yeah, that new track is just an absolute banger. So I think I might have missed one of their farewell shows. So I'm kind of bummed about that. Yeah, it, it it's one of those sad things about music, isn't it? They come and they go. You know? Yeah, yeah, it happens. <clears throat> but um, yeah, man, no, it's good. It's good. Uh, at least at least music's uh, you know coming back around a bit more and yeah, well, starting I... to pop up again. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's like you know have a, a good solid like. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard them or not, but like they're just a good, solid kind of alt rock band. Yeah, like very reminiscent of um, like early two thousands kind of that weird sort of emo grunge crossover that was yeah. happening back then. Yeah, yeah, I, I I saw them a couple of times back in the day, and oh ah, um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, oh cool man, you know, just solid, just you know, standard, good type, um, pretty much what you just said. So I'll just yeah. go. I'll just go for what you said, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> I just pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> yeah, no, you did well, mate. You did well. Um, 
Yeah, but dude, uh, today today we are time warping a little bit past the uh, beyond the eighties. We're going back even further. Yeah, it's crazy. We're going back to nineteen seventy nine, and I'm really pumped about this, dude. And oh, um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah we. We both mutually agreed on this one and uh, a few of you were keen on this one too. So thank you again to all you awesome people getting behind this one. Um, I know I know you should have had it last week, but life got in the way. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's friggin' annoying. But anyway, we're here and we're talking about... Pretend you're Christians and forgive us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we, we, yeah, yeah, do that, please. Um, <laughs> unless you're a Morrissey fan, then fuck off. Yeah. Um, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the 1979 Walter Hill classic, The Warriors. Can Holy. you dig it? Oh man, <laughs> oh, where do you start, um, dude? Yeah, I mean, I, I I actually I feel like Ajax was talking to me this morning when I was taking it before I took a shit, just saying <laughs> I'm gonna shove that baseball bat up your ass and turn you into a popsicle. That's like, such a great line. <laughs> oh, dude, you know, it's funny about that is. That that line was ad libbed. Has was um, uh, David, uh, the guy who played Luther. What's his name? David. Uh, uh, David Patrick Kelly. Thank you, David Patrick Kelly. When he did that famous uh, line, the Warriors came yeah. out to play. That was all ad libbed, dude. So, so good, man. Yeah, dude. Lines like some of those lines, iconic lines that everyone remembers from the movie, weren't even in the script. But it's so it's so often the case with stuff like even Jaws. You know, we're going to need a bigger boat. Mm. Adlib, like, mm. and that I think that's that's the thing with having really good actors, man, is that they will throw good shit in there that you don't even expect, mm-hmm. and having a good director that like gives them the space to do that. And I mean, dude, Walter Hill, like, I could go on forever. Yeah, totally, man. I mean, this guy, this guy came on board, um, sort of a a bit of a last minute thing because he was originally slated to direct a cowboy uh, western film, uh, as far as my memory serves. And uh, yeah, this this script fell on his lap at the screenplay, and yeah, he was like, okay, let's let's have a crack at it, man. And it was a low budget film uh, based on a book from Sol Urich. Uh, that was written in the 60s. And, uh, you, you know, the story basically follows a story similar to that of the Spartans yeah. of, of Greek mythology. Um, the small army facing the armies of the night, basically. Yeah. You know? um, well, yeah. And the, the cool thing is, like, I had known about this movie since I was a kid. Um, and I always used to get it because I'd see it and The Wanderers in video stores. And I, to this day, I have never watched The Wanderers uh, because Same. I saw The Warriors and I just went, I don't need to ever see another gang movie in my life because I've just watched the perfect one. Um, but I didn't watch The Warriors until uh, the 90s um, because it was just, it was one of those movies I always saw, but I never really knew anything about. Um, mm. And I was always interested in it because the cover looked really cool. Um and then, yeah, I think when they did the initial DVD release was when I first saw it. And, dude, I just fell in love instantly. I'm just like, how have I missed out on this movie for so many years? Because it's pretty much completely my jam. It's like those 
grimy graffiti covered subway cars, newspapers blowing around, like, yeah. you know, wet streets, graffiti everywhere, like that whole urban decay thing of like mm-hmm. New York or the Bronx in like, you know, the late 70s, early 80s. It is just so, so my jam. And like, just great characters, great performances, like, just so many memorable characters. Like, the, the gangs, like all the different gangs are just insane and brilliant and just, it's fucking rad, man. Like this movie is rad. Like, yeah, dude, totally, There's no getting man. around it. No, there's no, there's no two ways about it, man. This movie is a cult classic for many reasons and I feel like any Warriors fan will tell you this and, you know, it's, it's I mean, the story is pretty basic and straightforward. Um, I'll give you the short version, boys and girls. Um a gang, gang called Warriors from Coney Island, New York. They, uh, you know, there's a big gang meeting uh, in near Riverside in New York. I believe it, people bleh, believe that's the location. But all the gangs in New York congregate for a meeting of all, you know, all the gangs, um, which are actually the the a lot of the extras in that scene are actually real gang members. Yeah. And the guy that played Cyrus, who. Um, passed away uh in recent years sadly but yeah. he is a um he was a last minute replacement uh for the film because they originally uh picked a guy that was an actual gang leader oh wow they loved his look they loved his vibe they were like yep we want you to to do the speech in front of all the gangs and uh on when they were scheduled to film he actually disappeared without a trace oh, not, okay. never to be found to this day <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he was gone, gone, um, and you know, everyone was getting paid. Like they were getting paid a, a small few bucks and some free food and yeah. whatever. Um, but um, they got the guy that ended up playing Cyrus, uh, who was fresh off um, acting on stage with Macbeth. So he's yeah, a Shakespearean wow. actor. So and he, he was magnetic, man. Like he's, uh, he's he is only in that film for like maybe five or ten minutes, but like. He is so memorable and Dude. magnetic and charismatic yeah. on screen that you just remember him. Like, and every line of dialogue he has is so quotable and it so, is. like, you know. A little memorable. piece of turf. Yeah, dude, that gets thrown around this place all the time. I mean, like, dude, that was just nuts, man. Like, yeah, he's so fucking good. Like, yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. It's, um, like, and and the it's, thing with the film is is like the the all these gangs meet up. Cyrus delivers this great speech about how you know they outnumber the police. Yeah, they're know. basically he's like basically getting the gangs together to take over the city. And but he's like basically but like peace as yeah, well. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's basically masked out. Like you know, hey, we can take over this city and we can all work together and live harmoniously. Mm. And there's plenty for everyone. But unfortunately, a good idea does not go to plan. And uh, without giving away too many spoilers, um, murder is committed. The murder of Cyrus happens and the warriors are wrongfully accused. So um, at that point, all the police, you know, police congregate on the scene to arrest everyone and uh, everyone's on the run. And uh, that's when the warriors are pointed out and um, they go from running from the cops to running from every gang in New York. Yeah. And they've got to get from... They've got to get to the other side of New York, back to yeah, Coney yeah. Island. They're basically battling their way to just get back home, mm. and and it's all filmed during the night, which is one of the most spectacular things I've ever ever heard of. 
Mm. And um, they've got to survive the night and get back home um, against incredible odds. <clears throat> and it's, it's such, I think the thing that really appeals to me about this movie is it's such an underdog tale because it's like, you know, the Warriors basically lose half their members. Like, yeah. You know, before they even like get on the run, like they, I think that what do they lose two, three, um, at the yeah. police bust out, um, and then you know throughout the night, like they're basically like getting split up, they're losing people, like you know, and they're all just like trying to get home, um, and you know it's also a great, um, it's a, I, I love Swan's character arc, how he basically has to step up and you know take over, um, and lead the gang to safety, like because uh, Cleavon gets arrested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 nuts, and and that's one of the deleted scenes um, from the film as well. Is they shot some daytime footage in the afternoon, um, you know, with more of the members of the Warriors plus mm. Cle- um, uh, Cleon's girlfriend as well, and uh, yeah, because they'd shot so much of this film at night, they just went, nah, we don't need that other footage, you know. So um, yeah. Well, and it's so masterfully done. Like, that whole train ride into the meeting, it just tells you everything about the characters, like, in, like, a couple of lines of dialogue. Like, and I feel like that's such a lost art, is, like, you know, quick little montage of the guys travelling, all the other gangs, like, getting their shit together and going to the meeting and everything. And, you know, a few little lines of dialogue here and there, like, you know, and you just get to know everything you need to know about these guys. And they're really likeable characters. Even Ajax, who's a complete asshole, mm. like you know, you can't help but like the guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it, man. Um, he he played, you know, Ajax originally. Well, James Remar originally um, went for the role of Swan, and uh, it, it just turned out that you know he was just uh, a bit more rugged and you know fierce for to play the leader. So yeah. they put him in as um, Ajax, which I thought worked out beautifully. Um, so, you know, it's, it's quite a motley crew of characters in this film, dude. They, they, um, they really mesh really well. And the funny thing is that, you know, all these years later, the, this gang um, that are actors are, are still the best of friends. Um, you know, if you, if you listen to my interview with Thomas Waits on Happy Days, uh, you know, he talks about the brotherhood that they still maintain to this day. They're all tight. They're close. They're... Uh, it's, oh, it's dude, honest, honestly, a, a few years ago when they did that reunion train ride, oh, uh, man, I was like happy tears. I was like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, dude, totally, man. Like, I I asked him about that I, and he just, he said it was such an emotional experience for them all, man. It was just, and, and it was kind of, in many ways, it was a, kind of a redemption for his character as well because he, you know, uh, you know, he, un, unfortunately, the character of Fox, um, and Thomas uh, Waits as well. He he unfortunately had a, a bit of a, you know, without getting too negative about it, things didn't work out between him and Walter Hill. Yeah. And he didn't quite um, get to, you know, have a long stay in the film. So he was kind of written out of, if if that's my memory correct. But, um, you know, and he, and he requested to have his name scratched from the credits as well, which I thought was wild. Yeah, um, wow. But hopefully, you know, I, I did ask him this question and he was intrigued as well. I said, you know, perhaps ne- when, you know, the next anniversary rolls around, um, maybe the powers to be of the studio will, um, you know, renege on that omission and put his name back in the credits. And Yeah. 
Yeah. But, dude, it's such a cool film. Like, these characters, these actors, they make this film. They all bring something magnetic to the movie. Like It is, man. And it's, it's, it's funny because it's one of those movies where it's like, you know, there aren't a lot of big names in the cast, certainly not when it came out. Um, mm. You know, nowadays you recognise people, like you recognise James Remar, you know, David Patrick Kelly from The Crow and all this sort of stuff. Um, but it's such a great cast of, like, you know, young sort of up-and-comers that do such a great job with these characters. They have great performances. And this is one of those movies, like, there's certain movies where if I see anyone wearing merchandise, it's like, I know that person is instantly cool and we're going to get along well. Um, yeah. Like, I, I've made friends with people where it's just based on, like, dude, you're wearing a Warriors t-shirt. That's fucking awesome. How great is that movie? Like, Yeah, you, right. And, and it feels like um, it feels like a well-known film, but at the same time, very much still like kind of a, a cool little secret amongst people. Um, you know, it, it's one of those movies where it's like a lot of people have, don't know about it. It's not, I don't think it's on any streaming services. Um, I think it may have been on Netflix at some point, but um, yeah, it's like instantly if someone's a Warriors fan, it's like, I know they're awesome. Mm. And I know we're going to get along really, really well. Cause it's just, it's one of those movies where it's like, if you get it, you get it. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. You're totally, instantly man. fucking cool. Totally. Like, I mean, any good Warriors fan will like, you, you bring it up and everyone just puts a big smile on their face and just, you know, they, uh, yeah, they just, you know, everyone's got something cool to tell and talk it, it makes for good conversation. Well, and... dude, it's, it's basically like, this is how I knew you and I were going to be great friends, is that like when I saw you were doing a Baseball Furies novel, I'm just like, me and this fucking guy are going to get along great. Like, yeah. it, was just, totally. it was just instant. It's just like, nah, I don't, I don't care if like whatever. I don't care if he's a Morrissey fan on the side. Like mm. he's doing a Baseball Furies novel. Like we're obviously going to be good buds because like, yeah, you're rad. (laughs) Yeah, totally, man. (laughs) Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, uh, it was a no brainer, dude. Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny because, uh, next week's, um, happy days episode, I'm talking to, it's quite an interesting episode because I'm talking to just a fan, a fan of movies and, and music, right? Just a very passionate fan that I've seen around over the years at gigs and um and the such and um i i remember reading about him online saying that um he shared photos he made the pilgrimage to new york and went for the um warriors anniversary meetup meeting the cast and yeah went to coney island and uh yeah so that was the basis of our conversation amongst other things but you know that that is kind of the power this movie is has over people yeah man they're there's such passionate fans there and there's fan clubs like uh shout out to the the fury's revenge crew from new york man they they've um they're just such a, a warm and a appreciative group of people that are so dedicated to this film that they they dress up as um, my favorite gang the baseball furies i think the furies are everyone's favorite oh, gang dude, man like how can they not amazing. Look, like they look so cool like they just the second those guys are on screen, you're just like, "What the fuck is? What is this? And who came up with this? And this is so rad!" Like, yeah, yeah, it's like, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, you go from like, so, sometimes you see stuff like, let's talk about, you know, the vampires playing baseball in Twilight in their little mm-hmm. uniforms, and you just go, oh, that's just silly. But then, you know, you get you get to the Warriors and you've got these dudes rocking out in baseball uniforms with bats with the war paint on and everything. And they just look amazing and just so badass. And yeah, like, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, look, there are some gangs in the Warriors where it's like questionable choices, like the guys on roller skates. Yep. Um, I'm just like, okay, roller skates, that's... Uh, if you guys are going to get in the gang fights, I hope you're like, you know, Dazzler level good on those things. But, uh, you know, okay. Yeah, but, yeah. Dude, the Furies are just brilliant. Like, just such an iconic look. Um, you know, I don't even think they have any dialogue at all, do they? I don't think they do. No, they don't. No, no. Well, that's no. the thing. The Baseball Furies don't talk. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, a lot of fan mythology has expanded on this in in years in recent years like uh you know they're they're almost like i don't know like ninjas if they're silent um but they're fierce um they're furious (laughs) but (laughs) um but they look scary as fuck and at the time i mean 1979 kiss were at their peak yeah um and you know when uh there's a book that I'm reading called Can You Dig It by Sean Egan, uh, a UK writer. Um, brilliant book. If if anyone's a fan of this film, please go go look up this book. It's it's well worth it. It's on Booktopia. Um, it just chronicles all the behind the scenes of this film, right down to the costume design. And the, the costume designer, you know, was basically given the task of designing all the all the gang uniforms. Um, they didn't want conventional, regular-looking gang outfits. They wanted stuff that made a statement that stood out. Like, and the Baseball Furies are one such gang. Like, the, they went with this, uh, you know, kind of psychotic kiss look at yeah, bunch of dudes. Um, that yeah, it was pretty much mine and a lot of other people's favorite gang. Dude, the, yeah, um, and they have one of the best scenes in the film. Oh yeah, dude. I mean that that. Central Park fight, I'm pretty sure it's Central Park, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it's really cool and just, yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's, I think it's such a great scene because it's like, you know, you got the guys like they're on the run the whole film and this is the point where like they basically turn around and go, fuck this and like just engage these guys and just have a, a street fight in the middle of Central Park with baseball bats and it's fucking wild. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, dude, totally. It's um, yeah, it's it's such a powerhouse scene, and and many you know many complain that it's too short, but fuck me, it's you know you, you're given some of the best dialogue and some of the yeah. best action. Um, yeah, it really rocks, man. I love it. But, yeah, you know the baseball furies aside, man. Um, and I could talk about them for ages, as you know. But um. Yeah, you know, to the extent that I wrote friggin' three novels and a fucking comic book about it, but uh, anywho, um, which I think is so fucking cool. Oh, yeah, thanks, way. man. Yeah, it's it's yeah. The funny thing, and is, I've read the first two novels, and they are fucking awesome, by the way. Um, which was good. thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> number three is a uh, yeah, man. That that's the that's the grand slam one. That one, but um, yeah, dude. Look, the the thing is, the the baseball furies are great looking, but there is also. You know, there's also the um, fucking the Moon Runners. 
yes. the punks. Um, I mean, you know, in terms of the most plainest looking ones, but I thought we were really cool were the orphans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. It's like the orphans were like, and I, you know, the cool thing about the orphans is again, it's like this movie is so just fucking tight in the way it delivers information and character development. It's like within like 10 seconds of the warriors meeting the orphans, like you know that they're like, they're a gang that basically no one respects that are just out to have something to prove. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, I don't know, man, like there is just such a great, it's such a great tight script that just delivers things without over explaining shit like you know the leader of the orphans doesn't have to have a big speech like you know he, he's goaded into like you know picking a fight with the warriors basically and it's just so well delivered and really tightly crafted yeah totally man totally it's it's um yeah it's very tightly crafted the 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 playoff between the characters and the gangs is superb like the, the camaraderie, especially with the Warriors, is just, you know, as we mentioned before, it's just next level, man. Like, they yeah. they are just so in sync with each other. Um, uh, and and even, like, dude, the, the fucking, um, the Gramercy riffs, man. Holy yeah. shit. Dude, man, what a fierce gang. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, uh, it's funny, I... I, I I wonder, like, was um, Game of Death after the Warriors or before the Warriors? Oh, um, um, oh shit, man. Because, I have a weird feeling Game of Death was 78 or 79. Which is another rad movie worth talking about one day. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. The same with Enter the Dragon. Uh, um, dude, we just do a whole Bruce Lee thing. But the thing is, yeah, that should. in that... Yeah, we probably should. But in that movie alone, man, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar plays like obviously the the final boss character that um, Bruce Lee's got to fight in the movie. And yep. uh, yeah, dude, he's just this skyscraper of a dude. But his look um, in the robes and that just kind of made me think of um, the Gramercy riffs. Yeah, 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 absolutely, man. I, I, I literally, like the first time I saw the Warriors, I was like, is that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Yeah, is it? And I'm like, no, unless he's standing in a hole. Like... Yeah, totally, man. Like the looks, the looks all there, dude. It's, yeah, it's crazy. But um, oh man, like Dave, just such a, you know, they're the biggest gang in New York. They um, they rule all the gangs. I mean, that's the gang that Cyrus was the leader of. Um, you know, so they're they're and on just, this. Yeah, that that delivery when he's just like barking out orders is Who so are cool. The warrior. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, dude. A life like, need be, if not wasted. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fucking all right, dude. Chill. Jesus. Like, yeah, totally, man. Like, totally. Like, it, it, that's the thing. It's like every single character in this movie, and this is what's so masterful about it, every single character is memorable because when they get a line of dialogue, even if it's like they only have one line in the whole movie, they make an absolute production out of that scene and you remember those characters because they've all got distinct looks the dialogue is great and it's memorable and it's delivered in such a way that you just can't forget it it sticks with you no that's it man so imminently quotable like yeah it's like everything about this movie is just a standout and i 
I think I'm going to fucking rewatch it tonight, actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to rewatch it. Fuck it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's such a great movie. And I love that. I mean, again, the city is just another character in it. And that it really great, um, oh God, I can't remember his name, but the song, like the In, in the City song. Um, that oh, yeah, Joe credits. Walsh. Yeah, Joe Walsh. Thank you. Um, just such a great, perfect song and end cap for the movie. And yeah. it just really makes New York a character. Like, the, I, I'm pretty sure I've said this before on other shows, but there are some great New York movies. Like, this is one. Ghostbusters is another one where it's just like, it really makes the city and the people that live in it, just another character in the movie, even if it's just background. Um, because, like, yeah, there's so much stuff in The Warriors where it's just, like, you know, it is just production value plus because it's like, oh, my God, that is New York. And that's the New York that I grew up thinking was New York. Like, it was a dangerous but really cool place where, like, anything could happen. And... It was the the city that you saw in comics in the eighties and in TV shows like Jump Street and shit like that, and mm. you know, um, yeah, movies like Ghostbusters and The Warriors and you know all this stuff. And it's just it's such my jam. It's like you know, give graffitied subway cars. I'm there. Like, well, yeah, I mean, like one of the one of the characters of The Warriors, um, uh, Marcelo, I believe that's. Is that his name? I think it I'm, is. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm having a brain fart moment, and it's just so sad because I'm I'm a fan as well as you. But um, yeah, anyone anyone help me out? But anyway, Marcelo, if, for those who probably know who he is, um, the Afro-headed um, Puerto Rican kid that um, is probably you know uh, he's probably the most reminiscent of the characters from the actual book. Yeah. But anyway, he he carries. Um, you know, a little satchel with spray cans in his bag. And he, he's basically, his job is to tag everywhere. Yeah, everywhere and just let the, everyone know the Warriors have been there. Like, exactly, which is, is cool. But, exactly. Um, but he's, he's an interesting character because we, I'll give a quick reference to the book and I won't go too deep into it, but the book itself is, is remarkably different from the movie. Um, yeah. It's... I've, I've heard mixed feedback about the book, but my, my take on the book is it's good. Um, if you, if you're a diehard fan, definitely read it. Cause it gives you a, a bit of a deep insight into the world that would become the movie. Yeah. But um, the warriors gang is um, they're actually called the dominators in the book. Um, and they're a little different uh, that, you know, they're a more Hispanic based group of dudes. Um, they're, they a bit more of a gang than the gang that we all know and love in this movie because, you know, there's a bit of a there's a bit of a rape scene in there. Yes, yeah. you know, they've yeah their motives are a little less um, morally correct. Yeah, and uh, we see a little bit of that with Ajax um, Pope just after the baseball Furies battle. But um, yeah, when he oh, gets yeah, with the cop, arrested, yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 which is. It's it's kind of a sad scene that one because James Remar he he was like he was so devastated that that was his send off because uh, he was ready for more but yeah. um, which is a shame because it would have been great to see him in the final showdown in back in Coney Island on the yeah stage. well I was I was I was just going to talk about that quickly yeah. before before I talked about um, uh, the video game and and the comics and stuff like that but that that final showdown in Coney Island is great and it's just such such a great 
ending to the movie where it's like, you know, the warriors finally get the respect that they're due and like, uh, like officially recognizes like, yeah, you guys are pretty badass. Mm. And, you know, just, just swans like last lines, like, yeah, the best. It's just like, yeah, fucking right. We are. <laughs> it's totally, so man. cool. Yeah. I love the confidence of swans character in that. Like, I mean, you know, for, for guys at the uh, theatrical actor, Michael Beck just played the role of the leader so well. Um, and, you know, one of the, one of the coolest things that are, um, again, you know, if anyone hasn't listened to my happy days chat with Thomas Waits, who played Fox, um, please do. It's, it's yeah, a really it's good so chat. Good. Like, if yeah. you're a fan of this movie, you need to listen to that. Yeah, it's a good one, man. Um, because, and, and I'm hoping to have another chat with him later on, but it's in it. I did ask him about, all the cardio work they did because I mean, I don't know about you, but how much running do you see in the film? Dude, right? I'm just like, this movie looks exhausting. Like yeah, it's awesome, like, but I'm just like, Jesus. Like, like the Warriors are just running, running, running. And and I guarantee their glistening bodies are not just uh, for show, man. It, yeah, man, I'm pretty sweat. sure that shit wasn't sprayed on. Like. No. I don't think that was in the budget, man. But uh Dude, they, they they ran so much. Like Thomas was saying, man, like they they pretty much spent, uh, I want to say, 80% of the film just running a lot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there was it was long hours um, right through the middle of the night, you know, at a time where everyone should be in better sleep. They were working, um, you know, and, yeah, they were, they were physically exhausted by the end of the film. It was yeah. a very physically oh, demanding imagine. film. Yeah, dude. And and they're wearing those leather vests as well. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, I'd be pretty hot too. But yeah, yeah well, that's the thing. It's like these dudes are running, and they're not running in like you know shorts and a singlet or anything like that. It's like they're in a leather vest and yeah. jeans, and it's yeah. like, yeah, just oh, pretty man, intense, like, right? Yeah, there, there would have been a lot of talcum powder in the jocks on that. I'm <laughs> yeah, sure, but like, man, I, so. I would have loved to have asked him how much chafe. chafe yeah, was there a bit of chafe going on? Yeah, a bit of chafe going on there. Um, yeah, it's pretty wild, man. But, um, yeah, dude, like uh, another gang that we have to make. Um, before I get to them, also the interesting addition of the Lizzies. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was actually going to mention them before. Yeah, I was um, – I really liked them. I thought the scene with the Lizzies was super cool, and I think a lot of that was also ad-libbed as well. Yeah, right. But um, – yeah, but dude, like, just the um, kind of the the gang version of the succubus, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. They um, yeah, they did. They almost did some damage to the warriors. You yeah, know, to... man. Yeah, well, they they were pretty savage. It was like you know they were they were one of those gangs where it's like you know, and that's the thing. It's like the guys sort of don't take them seriously, but it's like they're out for blood. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, it's funny, like um, what what you were talking about before. Was, I I haven't read the book. I've been trying to get a copy of it for years, but I've never seen oh, one dude, at I'll, a decent price. I'll flick your mind to read, dude. Um, so yeah, I've I've been wanting to read it for years, but I've I've never actually gotten around to it. But um, I, I was just gonna like you know you mentioned that like you know the, the gang in the book are a lot more um a lot more kind of gang based. That like there's a certain innocence to this movie um with the gangs and that like it almost feels like you've got it feels like you've got 1950s sort of gangs like yeah. you know where it's all switchblades and fist fights 
yeah. uh, sort of transported into the 70s. And it's something that I was talking about uh, years ago with someone when they were floating around doing a Warriors remake. And I was like, I don't want to see this movie remade. Like, you can't do a modern version of this movie unless you're going to do some sort of, like, parallel reality where gangs don't run around drive-bying everyone with fucking submachine guns. Because it just wouldn't work. Like, I don't feel like... I mean, there's only one gun in this movie, and that's the one that Luther has. Exactly. You know, this movie doesn't work if you've got people having gunfights and shit like that and doing, like, you know, what we know of as modern gangs and stuff Mm. like that. It just just doesn't... It loses all its charm and innocence and becomes something a lot better darker and more violent and it's kind of it's kind of a bit medieval in many ways right yeah it really is like it's it's i mean that's that's the charm of this movie is that it's all it's like you've got like i said you've got 1950s gangs where it's like everyone settles their disputes with switchblades and fist fights or baseball bats as the case may be um and you've you've basically taken that sort of gang mentality and dropped it in the middle of like you know late 70s new york city and it just works. Like, it's like, it honestly feels like, um, I, it, I have this weird connection with The Warriors and Streets of Fire, which is another Walter Hill movie. And they very mm. much feel like they take place in the same sort of world. It's kind of like this, this dreamlike alternate reality city where, you know, there's still like, hot rods and gangs and shit like that, even though it's like, you know, taking place in like the urban decay of the seventies. Um, and yeah, for, for me, those movies are like a perfect double feature. Like it, yeah. it one almost feels like a sequel to the other sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like, um, you know, as you mentioned before, the, the, the wanderers, um, which we both haven't seen, that was being filmed around the same time. And some of the guys, some of the cast of the Warriors originally were going to go with the Wanderers because it had a bigger budget. Yeah, right. Offering more money. Um, I, I want to say Thomas Waits was one of the actors that was offered that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he went with the Warriors because he liked Walter Hill's vision. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them were passionate about what Walter Hill was trying to achieve with this film. Yeah. And um, it's, a, it's a stellar work of art, man. Like, and, and as you mentioned, it's very, um, yeah, very medieval in many ways in the sense of, you know, you don't see a gun except for Luther. And it's, it's kind of an interesting um, view seeing that because, you know, everyone's mm-hmm. got, you know, like, uh, you know, some of the, some of the punk gangs have, you know, the chains and you know whatever whatever basically they can get their hands on like the yeah. orphans use broken bottles and um you know the baseball furies with their baseball bats it's like it's very uh there, there's a western vibe without the guns going on in this yeah it's, it's super cool yeah and, man, it, it is um and it's it's like you know it, it, it feels like um you know, okay, well, I mean, you know, but, but basically we're talking about like urban gang warfare, but it feels like, you know, it's a level playing field. It's like, you know, you, you walk in there, it's, it's like fucking Thunderdome or something. Like you walk in there, you know, you get into your fight, you know, and if you walk away, you walk away. There's no like cheating and, you know, like, oh, I'm going to pull a gun on you and shoot you dead. Yeah. Like, you know, it's 
like I said, there's sort of like a, an innocence to this movie that like if you were doing it as a modern remake, you would lose unless you were going to do that kind of otherworldly like alternate history almost type thing that Walter Hill was so good at with this totally. Streets of Fire. Yeah, totally, man. I mean, Walter Hill, like, it's, it's hard to imagine any other director touching this film. And there were a few names thrown around for this film. But, man, Walter Hill just did something magnetic and magnificent to, with this. And, you know, the fact that he gave us, yeah, he could make gangs so likeable, you know. Yeah. Like, there, there's such a there's such a, a stiff stereotype that, that um, surrounds, you know, street gangs. But in this film, you just fall in love with all the gangs. Well, and and the thing yeah. is with this film, it's like it makes and not not that you know, not that I would be so stupid as to say like, you know, oh, it makes look being in a gang look cool. But it mm. kind of does. Like when you're a kid, it's like you, you watch the Warriors or like, you know, you can imagine watching it as a kid. Like I never got to see it as a kid, but like it takes you back to that, you know childlike innocence of watching this and going oh man if i saw this as a kid i would have so wanted to be in the baseball furies like they look cool like Mm. can you imagine dressing up like that and wearing that wall paint and running around Mm -hmm. like you know beating up shit with baseball bats all day long what a Mm -hmm. fucking life how cool is that like you know all the warriors it's like you get this fucking sweet ass looking vest you know you're hanging out with your buds you're like you know talking shit on the train and all that sort of stuff and and you know roughhousing and you know it just looks like so much fun. Um, Fucking you know, A, man. As and, opposed and, to reality where it's like you join a gang, sell some drugs and probably get shot in a drive-by shooting or something like that. Exactly. And and the, the masterful thing about this film and what they do with the story, it's it's such a you know good versus evil type of scenario, a battle of survival um, for, for the warriors. But, yeah. Uh, the, the fact that you don't see a lot of those cliches from the gangs, like the, the drugs the you know the guns and all that that's that's all oblivious in this film except for luther of course which i'll talk about in a sec but you know you you basically there's a lot of um i i don't know man just a lot of nobility about it yeah it's more about this film really takes it's more about a brotherhood kind of thing with the it really is and a family thing like you know the lizzie's it's like you don't see them like, you know, selling drugs or robbing liquor stores or anything like that. Like they're hanging out in their clubhouse, listening to music and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And there's there's not a lot of the um, it, it very much takes the gang thing as like a, a tribal sort of brotherhood kind yeah. of vibe rather than like a criminal enterprise, which I think exactly. is what makes them so likable yeah. and easy to root for. Yeah, absolutely. Even the Gramercy Riffs, man, you know, the biggest gang in New York. And even there, it's, a, it's such a uniform group of uh, of fighters. Yeah, that, it's like that, a that ninja samurai fucking dojo cult or some shit like that. Yeah, well, they're like, they're, they're like friggin' kung fu warriors in robes. Yeah. Um, and they just look badass. And, and friggin', um, they rock. And, but, you know... In every good versus evil story, you've got to have a legit good bad guy, and we get that with the rogues. Um, they are just such a, a scummy gang that mm. you know you you got to like them because they're just so badass, and they they kind of fit the stereotype of the the rats of New York basically really well. And David, you know David Patrick Harris, man, just delivers such a stellar performance as Luther. Yeah, uh, as the leader. 
Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you you kind you kind of like you're like, well, they are scumbags. It's like, look what they did to that poor girl in newsstand. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it, man. Like, you just see you see moments where these guys are just real. Uh, they operate like a real street gang, um, mm. you know. Uh, and as the gang that that frame the warriors and and you know, uh, basically try to you know be the the guys to get the scalp of the warriors. Yeah. And, um, well, and the the great thing about it is like David Patrick Kelly, it's like, you know, and we'd see this later on when he did T-Bird and The Crow, is mm. such a great psycho because it's like, you know, Luther is doing this for absolutely no reason at all, just for a bit of fun on a Saturday night. As he like, says, you know, yeah. I'm having a good time. <laughs> you know. No reason. <laughs> I just like to do things. Yeah, like he's just such a great, shit stirring psycho like yeah i mean that's it he's a psychopath and the leader of the rogues um, yeah a lethal combination man and you know and his gang just follow him you know like yeah well uh, that's good servants yeah yeah that's exactly it it's like they are the bad guys and um i mean yeah it's it's a very sort of it's a very black and white kind of good versus evil, like you said, kind of comic book sort of world that Walter Hill created with this. And it mm. works really well. Like, you know, the bad guys are bad, the good guys are good. And, you know, everyone else comes to see at the end that the good guys are good. And, you know, they're vindicated and justified. And Luther's probably going to get 10 shades of shit kicked out of him. <laughs> totally, dude. Totally. Like, I mean, that's the thing. You know, he's that character that he plays the bad guy so well that you you really want to see him get his just desserts. And when, yeah. you know, spoiler, spoiler alert, when he does, it's, um, you kind of cheer for it. You're like, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. yeah. Um, it's really cool. Um, I, I mean, from start to finish, this film works so beautifully. Shot at night. As you said, the streets in New York never looked fucking more brilliant. Um, yes, it's a little bit visually dated in some ways with 70s New York, but in a lovable way, you you fall in love with it. Oh, with the, absolutely! Yeah, you the trains. Man, when when I was writing cigarettes and silver bullets, like when I was mm. writing the seventies portion of yeah. the script, I basically had this and Taxi Driver on repeat for about Fuck a week, yeah. and was just like just soaking in all that atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll just cut to a quick commercial break, dude, and we'll be right back. Okie dokie. Okay. Be right back. What's that? Your voice sounds like Marcy? And you don't want to? Well, you need no more Mari. That's right, no more Mari, the fantastic new spray. Come to you in a fast action pump that will dissolve that wretched Marcy tone in your voice. And stop you singing those wretched hits. Or shall we say, shits. One after the other. Yes, no more Mari. Available now at all good retailers for $5.95. Disclaimer, no Marcy fans were affected or alive during the course of the experimental procedures for this spray. Yeah, we're back. So, so spray a little bit of no more Maori. 
and um, your voice will no longer sound like that horrendous Morrissey tone. It's great. <laughs> um, try it. It'll be. It'll do wonders. And I'm pretty sure you can get it from any good chemist or um, basically anywhere. So yeah, five ninety five. Great. That's a small price to pay. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> Morrissey fans, <laughs> I'm ready for you. Come and get me. <laughs> oh, dude. So yeah, man. So um. Dude, th- this movie is um, action packed from start to finish. Oh yeah, it's 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 yeah, just just fantastic. Oh fuck yeah! And we haven't even talked about the soundtrack. We haven't even talked about the DJ. I got it before we get to the soundtrack. I've got to mention the DJ, who is fucking rad in this film. Yeah, I, I love the mystique about her. The fact that you don't see her face. Um, well, and she acts as like a, a sort of narrator for the entire thing as well, which is cool. Like it's such a is... great little plot uh, conceit. I love that. I love that so much, dude. I love the fact that we we're we're treated to this character who basically guides us through what's happening to the warriors, everything that's going on. You know, you know, uh, it's just fucking cool, man. And uh, and she plays, you know, playing songs dedicated to to every component of the film. It's um, which. We are treated to this phenomenal soundtrack. Oh yeah, man! The soundtrack is just ace. It's just yeah. Um, it, it's I want to say a perfect, like perfect mix of great seventies rock. It really is. Thing like yeah, yeah. Joe Walsh really brings the thunder on this soundtrack. Um, you've already mentioned it in the city. Um, I think he sings Warriors as well. Um, sorry. Um, can't remember the name of the song now. I'm having brain fart central, but <laughs> there's another song that he does on the soundtrack, which yeah. rules. Um, and I want to say, is it Warren Zevon? I think it is. Yeah. Warren Zevon's on there. Yes. He does all the instrumental scores and it's the first rock and roll soundtrack to feature synthesizers in a movie soundtrack. Yeah. yeah which I think is fucking rad. Yeah. And especially when you hear the warriors theme at the beginning of the film. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, Dude, one of the most iconic fucking sounds ever. Yeah, and it, it really just like the soundtrack really like this. This film moves, man. It goes at a fucking lightning pace. And yeah, the soundtrack like that. That opening Warriors theme at the at the start of the film yep. really sets the tone for that. It really like, does, it just man. Really sets the pace for the entire film. Yeah, the pace is incredible with that, and uh, and and I love the the. The, the variation for the uh, Fury's chase scene. Yeah. The eeriness at the start of it, um, beautifully shot cin- cinematic with the Furies appearing over the hill as Ajax and Cowboy and Swan and that are running from him. Um, it's fucking just, yeah, it really, like, the, the, the score, the songs, the film. Like, yeah. this, this is as harmonious as harmonious gets. Yeah. Like, and that's part of what makes this film such a cult classic iconic cult classic yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and i mean yeah there, there was like i mean that, that, that's the the bummer of this is like there's very little merch out there for it other than t-shirts and stuff there was a video game the video um, game on ps2 which i proudly own is fucking awesome yeah it was really cool um and then there was a comic book sequel yeah um I think they, there was also two, an adap- there's an adaption of the film as a comic. Yeah, there's two there's two Warriors comics. One was an adaptation, and the other one was kind of a sequel of sorts. 
Yeah, it was the, the jailbreak, wasn't it? Yeah, the yeah. Ajax and everyone, yeah. Yeah, but they're both out of print um, and yeah, really hard to get. Mm. And if you do find them, they're worth a lot of money. Like, I've got I've got one issue, but, yeah, dude, some of those issues go for a big, big penny. Yeah, well, I missed I missed out on them, sadly, because I saw them um, years and years ago when they came out mm. when I was doing my order. I was like, oh, I should get these. I'm like, oh, nah, nah, I won't worry about it. You know, they, they might not be any good. I'm not sure. Like, you know, movie, comic to, movie to comic adaptions can be very hit and miss. Like, sometimes you get some great ones, and then sometimes you get some that are absolutely meh. Nah. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I missed out on them. I've been kicking myself ever since because I really want to read them. But, um, yeah, good luck finding them. Yeah, I know, right? But, you know, there, there is many of us Warriors fans hoping for a collected trade paperback of the mm. whole thing. Um, fingers crossed that day comes um, because I know all of us would love it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, but, hey, look, in the meantime, um, just a little side note, uh, in the next month, I think, um, there will be a comic adaptation of my Furious trilogy, <laughs> um, the Furious comic. Which... So anyone who's a fan should get like seriously like just get on that shit it's good yeah 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 look without without tooting the horn and thank you man but without tooting the horn too hard dude it's 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 set 40 years later it's you you're pretty much you it's a violent stock standard uh black white and red color driven uh comic book that just follows one man discovering the legacy of the baseball furies and um and a lawless society with a, ra- a belly full of rage, you work out what happens, man. It's violent, and there's blood on every page. So, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen the, some some of the art that I've seen, man, that you've shown looks absolutely great. Like it's got a real, um, it's got kind of a manga vibe to it, which I kind of dig. There, there is a there is a manga influence in there. There's, um, but you know, it's really like any fan that's done fan fiction and I'm not by any means saying that my work is official adaptation or endorsed or anything like that. Even though Jerry Hewitt that played the original baseball fury, um, applauded the first book. Um, and you know, there's to me, it's just my interpretation. It is just my, you know, there's been many fan fictions written over the years and you know, I, everyone everyone has the right to do so man because we are the fans we are passionate this this is our love letter to something that means so much to us you know that's why you write that's why i write right well that's exactly it man and i i i I, look you know there fan fan fiction to me comes down to the fan and Mm. there are some fans who get what the original film was and what it means to them and Mm. what, you know, the vibe of it. There are some Mm -hmm. who don't get it. Um, And, but I, look, I love fan fiction. I, look, I, I am all for anyone that's passionate enough about something that they want to contribute to that world. Absolutely. And more power to them, man, because I think we need more of it because it is what keeps the spirit of what we love alive. Absolutely. It's what keeps us all, you know, uh, these these fan groups it what it's what keeps these things the 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 heartbeat pulsing you know um and 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 you know it, it the legacy lasts all these years later because of the fans you yeah. know and and the guys the guys from the film you know thomas waits especially they praise the fans you know they praise us so much they they have nothing but love and gratitude for yeah, what exactly what and we I'm- do 
I mean, that's the thing, man. It's like, you know, how, how couldn't you? Like, mm. you know, how couldn't you be overjoyed that you created something that even, you know, 20, 10, 30, 40, 50 years later, people mm. still love and are discovering and love so much yeah. that they want to contribute to it. I think that's Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely, man. And look, uh, you know, I, I hope the legacy continues for years to come, man. I hope that we see, you know, um, there is actually a recent um, uh, brand new DVD Blu-ray edition of The Warriors that's recently come out. Yep. Um, that's got heaps of cool shit on it. That's a must-have for every Warriors fan. And I, I have heard that it is very fast selling. Um, so that, that just shows you the magnitude of what this movie means to people. Man. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it ain't going anywhere. And I mean, like, like you mentioned, there's comic books, the video games, the, the action figures. Um, there is, there are some t-shirt companies out there printing cool shirts. Um, yeah. The, the, the legacy is real dude. And if you, if anyone listening to this hasn't seen this film, seriously, check it out, man. Like this is, Forget the fact that it's from the 70s or anything like that. Just watch a great piece of writing come to life. These characters and these actors, many that have gone on to great careers, and the soundtrack. I mean, I kind of feel like this movie's timeless. And I mean, I know, look, you Mm, know, mm. there are are certain people out there who we shall call morons that look at like a 70s haircut or something on an actor Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, it's so dated, it's so old. It's like... No, 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 no. It's a time capsule. Like, and exactly, you know, it's the themes of this movie, you know, the, the story, like, the it's just a classic underdog tale and it's timeless. Like, totally, dude. It's still cool. Like, it still looks slick. It doesn't, um, you know, it's not dated in the way that, like, you know, some of the, the old 70s grindhouse stuff is. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like a black dynamite kind of deal or anything no. like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, for me, this movie is just timeless, and it's just a, it's a it's a great, fun, easy watch. You can just throw it on and just lose yourself in the world, and yeah, that's it. And 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 the great thing is Walter Hill. Again, credit to this guy, and we we should do a dive into Walter Hill one day. But man, the, yeah. the scope of what this guy has done, he's given us. You know, I, I'll give you the short version. He was associated with Alien. Mm-hmm. He was associated. Um, he did. Um, 48 hours and another 48 hours. Yeah. Um, you know, and the list just goes on from there, dude. Like yep. the streets the, of fire, the, last man standing. Yeah. Um, the I'm accolades. Sure, he co-produced Conan. I could yeah. be wrong there, but dude, yeah. I mean, the the scope of what this guy has brought, and the and the point is, all these films, in my opinion, are timeless. They're, mm. they're, you know, there is elements of it that will show you the time period. Yes. But you can put it on and enjoy it as much today as you would anything from today's fucking stable, man. And, yeah. Um, they all hold their they all hold to this day very well. And the Warriors, to me, is up the to- is up the very top of the of the list there of films yeah. that um, will never age. Like it's just freaking unbelievable. The action, the pace, the writing. Um, the characters, the gangs, there's, there is very little to not like about this film other than uh, maybe give us another hour of footage. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. It's one of those movies where it's just like uh, the, the, only, like the, the best bit about the Warriors is when it starts and the worst bit is when it ends. Yeah, totally. Right. Um, 
yeah, it's it's um, it's 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 almost criminal. The only thing I would I would personally go about is um, just the lack of screen time for the baseball furies. I, I would have killed for another 10, 20 more minutes, but yeah. um, you know, but that's just me. That's me being selfish. But man, the, the, the beautiful thing is this is one of them films that, you know, before we wrap up is like it, there's conventions all the time. These guys are regular appearances at conventions all around the world, um, namely in America. And um, you know, David Harris, who plays coaches, he's been to Australia for yep. Supernova. Cool. Um, and he's expressed great interest in coming back as well as Thomas Waits. So, and there's demand for this shit. And mm. to this day, you see, you see the warriors around, like there are people wearing the shirts, even if they don't realize what the fuck they're wearing, there is um, tattoos getting around this. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is one of them films that has aged like a fine wine, man. It yeah. just gets better and better. And, and just, um, you know, so good it's become it's become like a, a pop culture staple. It's one of those things that like, you know, people love. And like you said, man, you see it you see it around and it's always cool to see. Totally, man, totally. And you know, it's um I'm so glad that we were able to do this dive. Um we could probably waffle on for, for ages on it and yeah, if people we, want to hear could. us <laughs> you know, if people you know, if people want to hear us uh, talk more shit about it another time, absolutely, you know. But, oh, yeah, um, we could do a sequel episode. <laughs> we could. We could. Easy. Um, but, yeah, definitely 1979 gave us some memorable hits, but The Warriors, in my opinion, is, you know, just one of the, the greatest films you've probably never seen out yeah. there, folks. And if you have, I salute you because you are yeah. fucking awesome. Absolutely, man. Um, dude, before we wrap up, uh, do you have a favorite character from the film? Oh man, I look. I, I I'm gonna be lame. I got to go with Ajax. I just kind of love him. Like he's just such a perfect asshole. There's very there is very little to not like about Ajax, man. He's <laughs> just he's that Italian American fucking just confident he's motherfucker. Just, yeah, he's 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 badass. He's crass. Like yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, sure, he's dropping f bombs and stuff like that. But hey, it was the seventies. Everyone did it. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! No, um, I'm I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Luther for me. Um, the, the psychotic nature of his character, and just his demeanor throughout the film. I mean, and yeah, just such a you know David Patrick Harris. Um, da- yeah, David just fucking just nails it with that yeah. character portrayal, and um, he just plays, in my opinion, one of the best bad guys I've seen on screen, man. Yeah, fucking yeah, cool. yeah. He he yeah. is like there's there's so many great memorable characters in this movie. It really, it is. really is a challenge to pick a favorite. Like, mm, Absolutely. And on that note... That's it uh, for another Saturday. Oh, dude, what a Saturday. Fucking, <laughs> you guys all rule. Thank you so much to everyone that's tuned into this show. We are seeing an increase of population on here listening to this show. So keep it up, man. Tell Which your friends rad. about us. Yes, it's so rad. And of course... Let's not forget Freaky Friday as well. If you can't handle one day of us, there's two days of us. So, yeah, uh, yeah. hit the subscribe. We're now on the Instagram as well. How cool are we? Um, <laughs> and we are reachable via email as well. And, uh, yeah, drop us a line. Tell us what you want to hear us talk about if we haven't covered it already. Yep. And, um, yeah, man. Any final words from you, Jakey? 
No, man, that's 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 pretty much all I've, I've all I've got to say about that. Like, you should just watch this movie. Like, I'm probably going to do after I make dinner. Yeah, and you can, <laughs> and there's plenty of cool stuff to see. I'll put a link to the the last ride home on the uh, on the description box as well, as well as the trailer. Um, just so you guys that haven't checked it out, you know, give yourselves a little taste yeah, of what's going on. Watch the movie and then, and then watch, yeah, watch the the last ride home. Yeah, like, yeah, just so good, so good. And uh, you should also actually there is one thing I want to add. Yep. If you love this movie and you watch it and love it, or you already love it or whatever, you should head over to Freak Productions and buy some books because they're very very good and you will like them. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. Well, I won't, I won't argue with that. <laughs> on, on that note, man, um, Jake, it's been a pleasure as always. And, Absolutely. Uh, hit the subscribe, you good people, and uh, we'll see you again next week. Till next time. Peace. Laters.